Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child Advocates, your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Tuesday, November the 14th. Another beautiful day. Uh, Late fall once again. Sunshine and temps in the low to mid 60s. Um, On the show today... Um, a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of things. We're going to be talking uh, with IMPD. Uh, Gino Shelton uh, has got a, a great promotion going on that you're going to want to hear about. And we're going to hear about uh, today's uh, food and meal distribution as well as some other things coming up. Our Radio 1 Indie Promotions Director, David Gray, is here. And, David, we're a couple of minutes late. Um, I, you know, and it, it's worth mentioning. Um, you know, one of our colleagues uh, was in, you know, Kate ran into my office and said, I just almost got scammed. Yeah, I know you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. So I was standing there and then um, that's why we're just a minute or so late here, a couple minutes late. But it was a really good, she showed it to me, a really good looking email. Mm. And it was from AES, it said, uh, and it said that you have uh, been given a, a credit on your account. We just need your, um, you know, your bank account number to go ahead and deposit this in there. And so she said she didn't give him her bank account number, but she gave him uh, her uh, her debit card. And then she thought about it and she called AES and they said, no, we would never do anything like that. Yeah. So she quickly canceled her debit card. Uh, but I read it and some of the, the syntax uh, of the paragraph that, you know, the the uh, the boilerplate at the mm-hmm. bottom Um that that syntax wasn't exactly the way a sentence should be read. So that was one clue. And the other thing was it said it was from AES and it had the AES logos, colors, and everything else. But then it said it was sent from J.P. Morgan Chase. Right. So, uh, and and neither one of those logos was displayed uh, at, at the stacking of her. Uh, but anyway, mm. I was trying to help. But she was smart because she did give a debit card. You can cancel those immediately and get another one in a day or so. Yeah. Uh, and she did not give them their bank account number. But I, people need to get a job, David. Oh, we look. This well, is ridiculous. Whether, I maybe it's the phone. Whether, um, whether you, you know, whether whether people have jobs or not, people are going to be scamming. They are. They, people they, are always going to be scamming, whether whether their jobs out there or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you said that the the one thing that was a giveaway for me was that they're going to credit me, but mm-hmm. they're going to put the money in my account. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. I've, I've dealt with a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of public lighting and mm-hmm. lighting companies throughout Utilities, my years yeah. and living in different states and all that. And never once have I ever seen them say, we're going to give you money back. They'll say, we'll put it on your account, mm-hmm. but not we're going to deposit, which I guess you might get a little excited. Like, oh, you're going to give me some money. But mm-hmm. well, she, yeah. she's on the budget. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, no, yeah. and that I can understand because I have been, you know, on the budget before I'm, I'm on the budget uh, for um uh, citizens energy now but with pat in the past mm-hmm. uh if you're so much if you're too much over whatever they they can 
but you know, credit you some money back, I guess. I don't know, or this goes, it, it goes forward. But I, what I'm saying is what I was telling her was when it comes to a utility or something like that, if they do have money to give you back or whatever, they will send you a check. Oh yeah. I've never known them to go directly into your bank account. Oh no. No. And and do that, but oh my goodness, thank goodness, a uh, crisis averted says she's been checked. So all of y'all out there, please be careful of that. Do not give anybody. I don't care who it is. Don't give your bank information or your debit card information on something that even sounds bogus. And you're right, they most utilities they they'll credit your next your next payment or whatever, yeah. but they're not going to put your money back in the account. So, um, but it also it catches you off guard. Yeah. You know, if you're not thinking, you're like, oh okay, well. Well, and you know, if if you ever if there's ever any question, make a phone call. Um, you did. know, and there's so many different scams out there mm-hmm. that you know whether it's you know them saying that it's the electric company or mm-hmm. the cable company or a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I had a situation where um, I'm on the email list for Detroit alumni for Kappas. And I got an email from Detroit alumni that said my next door neighbor, Doug Merriman, had passed away. Oh my. And I remember I called my brother and I was like, have you heard anything about this? You know, we've lived there close to 30 years mm-hmm. and they've been our neighbors the whole time that we're there. So I'm like, you know, I would have thought that his wife would have said something, something like that. And um, I remember I went home and I saw Doug and I told him, I said, I got this email that you had passed away. Mm-hmm. He just looked. He said, somebody hacked my Facebook and sent somebody mm-hmm. a message. And instead of, you know, making a phone call or following through, they just went and sent an email out. Ooh. So the best thing to do, um, if something doesn't seem right, mm-hmm. make a phone call. Make a phone, make a phone call. call, follow through, you know, because, the, you know, they feed off of our fear. Um, they feed off of all those those bad emotions mm-hmm. that make you act impulsively and real quick. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's better just to slow it down and think things through. If it doesn't sound right, more than likely it's not. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, David, uh, good to have you back today. Another lovely day outside. I'm sure it warmed up after this morning. Oh, right? yeah. No, it, it, it's bit. lovely outside. It's 60 degrees right now. Oh, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. So, no, it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful out. So our, our food and meal distribution this morning over at the Urban League, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, so it there was an overwhelming response. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the last food distribution before Thanksgiving. Um, okay. So, you know, I'll put it this way. I was there um, around 930. Um, I left a little bit before it started at 10. And when I pulled out, um, the line was going up West Street and it mm-hmm. started to turn down St. Clair. And by the time I swung around 10th and back over to West to go down to the circle, mm-hmm. it was all the way down St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, you know, the police were out there helping direct traffic mm-hmm. and just keep keep things orderly. But, um, you know, there was all type. Of course, this before the holidays, they gave out turkeys. They had chicken. They had um, stovetop stuff. Today? Oh, yeah. They gave away turkeys today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, my favorite is stovetop. So I was like, no, thank you for giving. Yeah. You like stovetop? I love stovetop. Really? Listen, my mother was offended for years because I would not eat her dressing and because I only ate stovetop. Oh, my I, goodness. I don't like, I don't like homemade dressing. I just never have. It's one of those things I don't like. As I've gotten older, it's just, I never, 
that's one of the things I never started like as I just never, right? Um, okay. So every year for Thanksgiving, there's there's now we have seafood dressing that my brother makes, and mm-hmm. then there's stovetop for me. Stovetop, okay. Hey, yeah. you like what you like. Look, you like yeah, what you like. So David, we're um we're uh you know in the beginning stages, of the first few days of our Christmas nights of lights, um, uh, celebration and and uh, initiative. I guess you got well. It's a, it's an event. It's a it's a big event. We're going to be going through Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of that. You know, I went on mm-hmm. uh, preview night and it was uh, absolutely beautiful. Uh, a little bit later in the show, we're going to be giving away uh, that car pass that we have. Yep. Uh, so how. How's that going? So, I mean, this year, it seems like it's a little bigger than it was so, last year. I haven't had an opportunity to go through. Uh-huh. Um, sometime before the end of the week, I'm going to I'm gonna make my way over there. Mm-hmm. Um, from, from friends who have gone through uh, this year mm-hmm. compared to others, they say that it's much larger and much longer than, mm-hmm. than it was mm-hmm. in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, you know, it, it's amazing to see. I can't wait. Um, you know, when we first started doing it, mm-hmm. we were out there doing remotes in the, you know, the 50-degree weather and that I wind. I remember. And that was, was it really, 50? It, yeah, so <laughs> it look, when, I think one of those days, it might have been the 40s that yeah, we were out there. Cold. But that was always my opportunity to go through and, and mm-hmm. really see everything. Mm-hmm. And since I since we haven't been out there in that capacity, I haven't had an opportunity. I missed the, the preview night mm-hmm. to go through because mm-hmm. I definitely would have gone through yeah, that night. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice, though. It's just well, so and you nice. have to, so, you know, you get in the car, you have millions of lights sync, sync to music, to Christmas music, to all these, you know, from mm-hmm. from old favorites to new songs, songs kids love, mm-hmm. um, characters that kids love. And, um, you know, to say that it's $30 for a car. And honestly, this this week I think is the last week to use the um to and, use the yeah, code Moselle. Ten dollars off, yeah. So you figure for twenty dollars you can take a car of up to eight people, mm-hmm. right? So if you know somebody with an SUV, you can pile everybody up in the SUV <laughs> for twenty dollars. Go and see an amazing mm-hmm. light show. Mm-hmm. You stay in the car where it's warm. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about you know getting out and walking and everybody being tired and all that. And you know you can really enjoy something for it. it like it definitely puts you in the holiday spirit. It really Going does. Going through there really puts you in the holiday yeah, spirit. Yeah, it, it really does. And the, the synchronization has always amazed me. I'm like, how do they do that? You know, because oh, yeah. no, you get there, you tune to the radio frequency, and then you... And, uh, you know, there, there's some surprises in there, so I don't uh-huh. want to... to there's Every year there's surprises, um, you know, so we don't want to, to ruin it for everybody, mm-hmm. but if you haven't gotten the opportunity to go out there... Um, now you have to go online. Mm-hmm. I know because the first year the the response was so so overwhelming that they literally shut down traffic and it was the wait was four hours long to get in. So oh, now um, you reserve your spot, you reserve your time, so they know when you're going to come. Um, if you're lucky enough to win a pass from Tina today, you get a hard mm-hmm. pass, so you can pretty much go whenever you want to, mm-hmm. whenever you decide to go. But it's definitely something worth seeing. And again, you know, going into Thanksgiving um, and being able to help Moselle with feeding all these families this year, mm-hmm. you know, and you get a discount for doing it, you can't, you can't, you can't beat, beat that. that. No. And twenty dollars divided by eight, you know, if I, I guess we have eight people, that's that, that's pretty cheap night out. Well, if you listen, you do five dollars a person. That's mm-hmm. gas. 
and oh, okay, see what okay. I'm saying? See, see I see. You're thinking ahead. You're thinking about getting. I'm just thinking about And if about they're the your English. kids, you should definitely charge them because I guarantee you. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, kids, am, am I? Am I lying? You, uh, well, it depends on how old they are, David. No, charge them for two. <laughs> charge them. Or this is what you do. Make make it a credit. With with zero point five percent interest over okay, the next thirty okay, years. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you you thought about that too? Oh long. yeah, no. Thought get all the money. That. Listen, they get all the money from you. You get it back. <laughs> get it back. You know what? We got so many things coming up, and 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 I'm always glad when you're here to 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 kind of advance that and let everybody know what's 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 ahead. So so what do we have? I'm Christmas nights of lights. That's that's going to be ongoing until New Year's Eve. Yeah, Christmas nights of lights is ongoing. Oh, before I start, I just want to say, Tina, I did ask about the. Um, the food pantry, food pantry. yeah, we had them the on. Urban League, and I was told that you guys had them on, so I said good because if I didn't ask, uh, I know I was gonna get asked. Yeah. Then, but I'm glad that yeah, you know we had them on that. for their grand opening, and uh, they're gonna start slow, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, with room to expand, and they're 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 fully stocked. Yeah, uh, and so they're hey, it's working, it's up and going. So yeah, yeah I, I wasn't even gonna, I wasn't gonna see, put you on the spot. but, 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 but I, I, I was proactive today. I was like, let me ask. I know Tina's going. So, you know, we have uh, Christmas Isolites ongoing to, mm-hmm. to New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, next Friday is uh, Circle of Lights, mm-hmm. is the, the monument lighting. So we all the stations, Radio 1, will be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can come in and see a little bit of everybody that night. Then uh, moving into uh, December 9th is uh, our Inspire You. Um, our virtual, mm-hmm. um, our virtual uh, expo that mm-hmm. we do every year. So that'll be this Saturday, December 9th. And then Saturday, December 16th is our annual Black Santa event at the Walker. Indeed, indeed. What's the date again? Uh, December 16th, Saturday, December 16th. So how, how soon will registration open up for that? Because um, I so know that, there, or is there a reg- there is I, registration? I, so issue, yeah. you know, this is this is something that that I need to. I'm mm-hmm. following up on this week because in years past we have done registration mm-hmm. up until last year, mm-hmm. and last year Dion said, you know, no, I want to open it to the public. And honestly, a bit a big reason why um, we moved to registration. It started in 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. And in 2020, uh, because of the pandemic and because of the way that Mm -hmm. we were doing it with the Urban League and with the help of the Walker, um, we had to limit the number of families that we serviced. Um, because it was a drive-through, yeah. you know, we we wanted to make sure we were social distanced and and everything that came with going through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in twenty one, in yeah, that was twenty. Um, in twenty one, pretty much the same thing. We registered people ahead of time um, just to kind of social distance it mm-hmm. and to keep the numbers down. Because you know, over the years, you see how many people come through there. So last year we were all set to go with registering people ahead of time and you know Dion came in and said no I want to keep it open to the public. So I'm waiting to confirm that with Dion because again um if we're going off what we did last year it might be open to the public again. So once I get that I'll once make sure I, yeah okay. I'll get you that information um so we know but I can definitely tell you it's December 16th um Saturday December 16th at the Walker Theater. Yeah. Hey you know but something came down um, last night or this morning, I guess the summary of it. Uh, are you familiar with uh, the the IPS uh, one dollar uh, empty building charter school rule 
No, that if they had an empty this. building, they were obligated to sell it to a charter school for a dollar. No, I haven't heard well, that. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's been challenged, and I guess yesterday, uh, Marion County Superior Court ruled that the uh, Indianapolis Public Schools is exempt now from the $1 law. So they no longer are obligated to sell any empty buildings to uh, a charter school that may want to use that. So that's that's good news for those who uh, have been following that. Um and the Board of Commissioners released a statement saying, we're grateful for the judge's ruling reaffirming the district's ability to make decisions about the reuse of Indianapolis Public Schools facilities. We're proud we have already worked with organizations and community members so that along with the number of possible options, some of these buildings will serve students with mental health needs, deaf students, and adult learners. Uh, we continue to strive to not only be a good partner, but also fiscally responsible with resources that have been entrusted to us by the community. Uh, IPS continues to work toward the sustainability of our school district and the outcomes that support our ability to keep uh, rebuilding stronger. Uh, so, yeah, this has been a sore spot uh, for the longest because IPS wanted to do what, the, you know, mm -hmm. as they said, there's a lot of things we could do, but we have to give first dibs uh, to charter schools and they can buy them for a dollar. Yeah, I mean, financially, that doesn't sound too smart. That if you have all these assets and when you let them go, you only get a dollar for it. I mean, that... Well, just, you know what that that's 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 the charter school movement at work and giving the charter school the leg up and you know if they can buy the building then they have to do all the renovations to it and what have you if they price. so I mean I I get what the thought was but I also see the unevenness of it and why IPS challenged that and took it to court mm -hmm. and um, you know for those who have been following this hey IPS has won. A court ruled in IPS's favor. Uh, so, um, yeah, they can now start repurposing those buildings mm -hmm. uh, with IPS funding <laughs> instead of... Um, and the proliferation of, of charter schools, I, I, I think, is is something that probably is... is I, I don't know if it's going to be slowed down or whatever. They're, again, we don't, we're not anti-charter. You know, there are a lot of good ones, uh, but too many of them are failing uh, and not really being held accountable, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so there's just a lot of stuff with it. But I always question that $1 um, that one dollar provision as well. So that just came down. I just thought I'd share that uh, because folks may want to know. So that's that's good news for IPS. Yeah. I tell you. I will tell you. But, um, yeah, David, a whole, whole, whole lot of stuff's been going on. whole lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's never you know a that, moment. Huh? Oh, yeah. You know that. You know that. So um, our good buddy Gino, Gino, um, is going to be in shortly. He's going to be talking about some of his upcoming promotions. He's a national entertainment promoter, you know. No, I, I do. I love Gino to <laughs> I death. I do, too. I think I talked to Gino a couple of days ago. But, yeah. no, I know he has an event um, the 19th, Saturday. At the Vogue mm -hmm. coming mm -hmm. up Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yep, Sunday the nineteenth uh, at the Vogue. Yeah, the eighteenth. I have a thing, uh, the this diabetes thing that I'm emceeing. So yeah, not that's on a Saturday. So, uh, yeah, it's on a Sunday down at the Vogue. I don't know. You weren't here during the heyday when Gino and the Vogue were one, and uh, he, yeah, you, you I, weren't you know, here. I, I, I wasn't, but I've definitely heard stories. Oh, you have. I definitely yeah. heard stories, and you know, like I said, I love Gino. Gino is one of a kind. Oh, I love Gino to death. Even when he's blowing my phone up, asking me to help him with something or do something, like, even then, I still, look. Um, you know, he, Gino does a lot 
for the community. Mm -hmm. um, and even that event on the 19th, you know, part of the proceeds from that is going to Moselle. Moselle Sanders. So, you know, G Gino, you know, always makes sure that he looks out for Indianapolis because mm -hmm. I know Gino loves the city like no other. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even when he does the shows, a big part of that is bringing, you know, that talent here to for people here to get the opportunity that to see that. Wouldn't yeah. Get a chance to see so, it. yeah, no, I'm you know, I'm always with Gino and to, to support him with what he does. So. so are you both from I know you're from Detroit. He's mm -hmm. not from Detroit, is he? I don't think so. I think he's from Michigan. I don't know. We have to ask him. You, you know what? He and it, no, he's not from the city, or, or wasn't raised in this, because he was talking about a pig farm. That oh he yeah, no, grew up no pig there's farm. no pig farms in Detroit. There's no pig there's farms. A lot of, in there's a lot of things in Detroit. Not, not, no pig, <laughs> not, a pig not a pig farm in Michigan, huh? Well, they have them in Michigan. Oh yeah, no, definitely in Michigan, yeah, in but it's not, not in the city. I, look, I've seen a lot of crazy things in Detroit. I've never seen a pig farm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one thing I haven't seen. So what's going on in Detroit? You just came back. So anything major going on? No, you know, there. Look, there up there is Lions fever. We're they're so happy we have a winning football team and, and getting ready for Thanksgiving for the parade and um, the Thanksgiving game. Now Thanksgiving is always the Lions and the Bears. Uh, so no, it it, cha it changes because they played a few teams. I think this year they're playing the Bears. It doesn't look. But those two teams always play on Thanksgiving Day, though, right? No, because no? at one point it was Green Bay. We were playing Green Bay for a minute on Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. They would just, look. Uh -huh. and for a minute, they didn't. They wanted to take the game away, which I think now they're glad. Now they have an actual team that people want to see. But, yeah, for years they talked about taking it. When they were 0-16 and all, look, yeah. Well, our Colts are... Um you know they're 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 on their way back. They should be back from Germany by now, and um, they're at five hundred. And um, look, they're you know. at five hundred without a quarterback. That's amazing. Like that's what you can't ask for anything better than uh -huh. that. Uh huh. And I think because we talked about it today, I think they play Atlanta, which they have a good chance of beating Atlanta, and then they play the Raiders. Yeah. And you know after we play the Raiders, they just start firing everybody. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They did. But you know what? When it, I've never seen a New England team. I watched a lot of the game. I did and all the way up into the fourth quarter because it's like, eh. oh, they're bad. They they're don't terrible. have a quarterback either. They're, but you know what? If the hoodie is supposed to be such a brilliant mind and a genius, that's I mean, what geniuses but you, do. But that you got to have something to work with. If you don't have nothing to work with, there ain't nothing you can do. But that was part. <laughs> but you know what, David, though? That was part of the legend and the quote unquote the genius of Bob Knight. He never had. The four oh, no. and five star athletes, but what he did have, he made work, and that's coaching. So if if Belichick is this ridiculously smart, uh, un you know unprecedented coach, how come you know if a little talent, I know a little Tom Brady and 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 and, and Gronk they, when they leave, but how what? He's not even able to hold court, you know, to, to to stay even. Well, if the quarterback can't get the ball to people, then that's half the game right there. Man. <laughs> he's a good. He's supposed to be a brilliant coach. I, I, I think mean, he's he a brilliant coach, but he's not. You he think can't, he is? He's not out there throwing the passes. He's not out there catching the ball. Mm. Like that's where the problem. Then maybe is. he got too much credit for coaching when he had when he did. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll reverse know. that. He, he, I'll reverse that. Maybe he, he got too much credit because he had talent that was off the chain, and all he had to do was sit there and draw. Exes. Bill, no. Bill Belichick is a brilliant coach. Um, you think so? Okay. And, okay. you know, part of that brilliance is taking chances and following through. So, like, when you had the punt 
when you were punting in the end zone and you had them snap it out the back of the end zone to get the safety so then you can come back and score again. Like, stuff like that, right? That's not how – that's not normal. But, again, there's only so much you can do, right, mm-hmm. when you're not the person throwing the ball and you're not the person catching it. You yeah. can tell everybody what to do, but if they can't do the simple things – that you're telling them to do, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. New England now didn't have a problem with them losing to me. I do want to say <laughs> this though, um, mm-hmm. because I was out last week. And it was funny mm-hmm. when I was at home because mm-hmm. Tuesday was election day, and I said, mm-hmm. "I'm here. I'm a, I'm gonna go around and vote." There was not an election in the city of Detroit last week. They're all None? over the state of Michigan, there was not an election in the city of Detroit. So I was like, okay, but I definitely watched closely. What was going on here, um, mm-hmm. especially after doing the the mayoral debate and seeing uh, the mayor and Shreve at Moselle. So I was very interested to see what was going to happen there. And Were you surprised? No, I, pretty much like I thought was going to happen. The mayor is still the mayor. <laughs> OK, OK. You know, I'm I, I'm not surprised. Um, well, you know, and when you look at the overall um ideas that each of them had, they were pretty much the same, right? So it was really, do we want the guy that's been there for the last two terms, or do we want somebody new to do the same stuff that the guy has been there for two terms? So that's what was interesting to me, but I I figured that the, the mayor was going to win. Yeah. Shreve, I think, parroted a lot of things. I'm not necessarily so sure that those were his ideas as oh. much as they were uh, talking points to try to get elected. Uh, but because I, he has the mayor at least had a record to be judged on. Yeah. Uh, Shreve didn't have much of a record to be. But anyway, yeah, it's all good. It's all well, good. But ha- having a having a record to be judged on is a gift and a curse. A gift and a yep. So. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right, David. Well, I think it's uh, time for us to go to a commercial break. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, well, the, oh. oh, the next, the yep, next yeah, uh, look, food and meal distribution. Before I forget, so the yeah. next food, the next uh, distribution is Tuesday, de- December twelfth. Tuesday, December twelfth. Yep, that's the last one of the year. That's the last one for the year. Okay. All right. Thank you, David. Thank we'll you. be talking with you soon, and we'll be back with more community connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. Community Connection, Tina Cosby here. Um going to be talking very shortly to our good friend and good buddy, uh, entertainment promoter, national entertainment promoter, Gino Shelton. Uh, Reverend Phillips, go ahead. You wanted to comment on the election results. Yeah, uh, uh, Tina Cosby, I think everybody came out and vote, and they they did. They, 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 they want to change, but um, we got to keep on practicing at, at things 
and mm-hmm. uh, I know I know people is is kind of happy at the results and and everything, but but when I t- when I tell people uh, just go for the one that you see is is rolling up your sleeve, then the one's gonna uh, mm-hmm. because everything else, and that's why we got we got to hold some people accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and thank you, Reverend Phillips. And, and that, you know, that, that echoes exactly what we have been talking about since the election is that we've got to, you know, that, yeah, it's fine if they got in, if that's who you voted for and that's who you wanted in. But we got to lean on them uh, and make sure that um, that they are held accountable. Uh, very quickly, before we, we get with Gino, I wanted to let you know, as David and I were just talking about our uh, Radio One Indie uh, promotions director, David Gray, we're giving away um, car passes for the uh, Christmas Nights of Lights at the Indiana State Fairgrounds now underway. Your chance to win is today, right now, as a matter of fact. Tell you about the car pass. It can be used anytime now through New Year's Eve, December 31st. Uh, They're good for up to eight people per vehicle. Uh, If you are the 10th caller to the number 317-239-1310. Again, the 10th caller to the number 317-239-1310. You will win a free car pass. We're looking for caller number 10 to the number, 317-239-1310. If you'd also like, David and I were talking about this as well, if you want to purchase tickets, say, for instance, you win a ticket and uh, a car pass and you want to go back, um, this week is the week to do it because you can get uh, a $10 discount off of a $30 ticket. So now through November 19th. So today through Sunday... Uh, even if you want to buy one, uh, buy a ticket, you can get $10 off now through Sunday. Sunday's the deadline. And all you have to do is go to ChristmasNightsOfLights.com. Again, ChristmasNightsOfLights.com. And use the discount code Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L. Use the discount code Moselle. The reason for that is um, a portion of your total purchase is going to be donated to the Moselle Sanders Foundation uh, to help with their annual uh, Thanksgiving Day Feed uh, the Hungry event. So uh, if you go to christmasnightsoflight.com, christmasnightsoflights, nights of lights, plural, dot com. Uh, and use the discount code Moselle, M-O-Z-E-L, $10 off your $30 ticket price. And um, the total price, $5 of that total purchase is going to automatically be donated to the Moselle Sanders Foundation. So, again, that coupon um, or discount uh, is available now through the 19th, uh, which is Sunday. Uh, We are looking for the 10th caller. Uh, the 10th caller for a free car pass to Christmas Nights of Lights at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. David and I were talking about that as well. And um, I guess I forgot to mention, even though I've seen it, uh, and it is a, it is absolutely dazzling display, I, I forgot to mention that it does seem like it's bigger. Uh, it seems like it's a little, you know, bigger, better, uh, certainly a little bit longer uh, than it was uh, in in previous years and years past. So always a good time, always a good event. Tenth caller to the number, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310 for your free car pass to the Christmas Nights of Lights display at the Indiana State Fairgrounds taking place now through 
Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, December 31st. Yeah, now through December 31st. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal. Uh, free is great. Uh, a discount is good. You know, so, hey, if you don't get it free, look for that $10 off your ticket. Because uh, like David and I were saying, $10 off of $30, I'll take that anytime. Um, the uh, of course the the proceeds like we were saying um, uh, from your ticket price when you use the uh, code Moselle now through the 19th are going to be donated to the Moselle Sanders Thanksgiving Day dinner, um, and we've got some numbers and some information for you as well uh, for the Moselle Sanders things. Boy, you all are calling in. That's great. I love it. I love it. Keeping Sky pretty busy. I don't know if we've gotten to the 10th caller yet or not, but uh, somebody's going to win one in just a few minutes and. If you do not win today, listen again tomorrow and the rest of the week because we're going to be giving these tickets away all week long uh, for the Christmas nights uh, of light display. Our good buddy Gino, Gino Shelton, is on his way. Uh, he's got some goodies to tell you about. And as always, Gino keeps it alive. He keeps it moving. He keeps it going. I don't know how he doesn't. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he doesn't meet himself coming and going because he's everywhere, all over the city, and we're very happy to have Gino with us uh, when he uh, when he gets here. Um, oh, we have a winner. We have a winner. We have a winner. Okay. All right. Well, if you are still calling about the free car pass to the Christmas Nights of Light event at the Indiana State Fairgrounds, we do have a winner. Uh, so we are done with today. We do have a winner. Tony is the winner of today's ticket. Tony. <laughs> there you go. There's your applause line. Tony, 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 congratulations. And um, uh, you, uh, I'm sure uh, Sky has given you the information about how to redeem your ticket and enjoy the light show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Um, one of the, again, what we were saying is that the, the discounted tickets, if you, didn't, if you don't happen to be a winner, you, the discounted tickets, $10 off now through November the 19th, now through this Sunday, uh, will uh, be $5 of your total price will be donated to the Moselle Sanders Foundation. And uh, the Moselle Sanders Foundation, as you know, every year feeds thousands and thousands and thousands of deserving Hoosiers on Thanksgiving Day. It was uh, the late uh, Reverend Moselle Sanders' wish, uh, and it was his dream and vision to be able to feed uh, everyone that needs a meal uh, on Thanksgiving. And I think when you hit numbers upwards of 10,000 and more, you're you're getting there. You, you, you are doing it. You are getting it done. Um, you know, before COVID, uh, the numbers were between 35, almost uh, Stephanie Sanders, uh, the COO, Chief Operating Officer uh, for the foundation, she told me at one time they were really close to 40,000. So it's one of the bigger giveaways in the um, in the Midwest and in in, probably in the country. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, distributions, I'll say distributions. So, um, McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It, it just, uh, it, it's, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, let's take a, uh, let's take a quick commercial break right here and we'll be right back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. And as promised, Gino Shelton, national entertainment promoter, is with us. Gino, how you doing? Are you are you safe out there? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, traffic out there. I'll you have a traffic update. Um, I-65 going south uh, just before the Meridian accident. He's back up. I don't know. It must have been an accident or crash. I'm literally, you know, I'm probably a mile from the radio station. And all of a sudden, the traffic's at a standstill now. That's I-65 south, uh, southbound. Uh, just at the Meridian Street exit. That should be doing traffic for you. Well, that, what, is that pretty good? <laughs> traffic on the ones. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Traffic indeed. on the ones. Traffic on the ones. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm so sorry for being, um, I wanted to be inside the studio with you, um, um, but I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. We got a, we got a lot of great things happening. I always appreciate the time that you give me. Um, so we got to do, you know, we got to do, we got to, I got to come on more often. So we can have, can we just have fun? I just have fun when I come on. I'm able to let my hair down with you guys. Okay, well, you know, doors always open. Come on through anytime. <laughs> hey, uh, so so what you got going? I I, I got two uh, two flyers from you. Uh, one about the, uh, the the survey because you're looking to stage the All Stars of Indie Live. That's in 24. 24- oh, yeah, yeah, you saw you heard about that. Well, it's a really weird thing. A guy um by the name of Damon McDavid, I guess you live in Indy back in the day. Um, apparently there's a, there's a bunch of NBA um, dignitaries, uh, all-star dignitaries in town this weekend. I'm not going to tell you what hotel they're at because I'm sure Indianapolis was bombarded. But um, they're in town, and the PR person from the NBA All-Star was saying, hey, you know, when we come to these towns, we like to find out who are the influencers, the social media influencers. And they actually asked about, like, the hip-hop spots. What's, what's the hottest trend, the hip-hop spots, that type of you know, it's really weird because if you think about it, you know, I'm you know 66 years old, so what would I know about any hip hop trends? <laughs> but he um, he reached out to me, and, and fortunately, I've got a lot of young friends, and so he said, you know, he wanted mm-hmm. to kind of you know, he's in town for a couple of days and wanted to kind of try to meet with or just kind of get an idea or names of people that are influencers, young people, because the NBA All Star Weekend is really reliant upon the young audience. It's a young thing. Um, uh, the the base of the people that come. Uh, that comes to the parties and the events and the festivities are younger, um, more so than the uh, the uh, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, he reached out to me, and so I was hoping to. Um, I've already um, talked to him once, and I might be meeting with him a little bit later on today to talk to try to find out who uh, who are the influencers. But it's funny because when I put it on my Facebook page, I didn't stop to think about it. a friend of mine. Um, so he said, you know, when well, you you got it on your Facebook page, you got to remember though the people that are on your Facebook page, the average age is probably fifty. So you might want to go to TikTok and some of the other other sources to try to figure out who some of these influencers are. But I got a lot of the, I got a lot of young friends. That okay, because you are you're a young man. You're a young man. There you go. The there way you go. get around this city, young man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so passion at the Vogue, the reunion, or is it the? It's not the remix. It's the reunion. It is the remix. The remix reunion. It's funny. Um, the know, remix. Now, uh, I want to ask you a question, Tina. Were you, did you ever go to Passion at the Vogue? Yes, were, I did. Yes, I did. You did. Yes, of course. Okay, well, good. That's that. That helps. 
Um, I was just telling I was just telling David Gray um, that he wasn't here during the heyday uh, oh. of the Vogue and your passion shows, but I said they were something else, and I said he used to pack the house. Yes, yes, I've been. Eighty-seven to nineteen ninety-nine. Oh my goodness! Don't talk like don't talk like that. First Thursday of the month for twelve years straight. We only missed two. One because the vote caught on fire. Yes, it and did. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then I forget about the other one. It was only two two of the twelve years I ever not was there. But um, we basically were sold out for twelve years straight. Um, yeah. Um, phenomenal event. Uh, he's, I, I'm so. You know, it's funny because you know with me doing the reunion, I I kind of forgot about the fact that the people, the average age of the person coming is probably around sixty five. <laughs> <laughs> Not and there yet, not there yet, but getting there. One, you know what the number one question is about the reunion? You'd be, you be shocked. What? What do you think the number one question? Will there be seats? Oh, what? <laughs> no one cared about back in 1980. Yeah, no, we didn't care about that then. Will there be seats? Um, oh, good. Be seats? But no, it was it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. And yes, I went to a, I went to several of the passions. At the, but that was the thing to do, Gino. I mean, you kept the city entertained, you know, was, entertainment options. Fun. Such a God, you know, God, I, I always thank God that, you know, the, the city did not have to ever support me um, mm-hmm. with all of the little ventures and things that I've done. And through the years, you know, I'm still blessed to be able to, to be able to do what I do. But um, this event is really important to me because I just, I, I talk to, to politicians. I talk to uh, uh, local uh, uh, sports celebrities that mm-hmm. all either met their wife at Passion of the Bowl, <laughs> girlfriend, or it's, all, it's, it's always a story. I mean, somebody's always got a story about going to Passion at the Vogue. And it was one of those things that it was more than just a party. Um, it was, it was like you said, it was an event. It was a monthly yeah. event. And a lot of people don't realize that the concept of First Fridays that you hear across the country, um, that came out of the first Thursday because the guy who created First Fridays used to come to my event back in 1987. Ah. The concept of First Fridays across the country. That's a little black known uh, history um, history fact for you. Though. I love it. Um, yeah, uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm you know I'm excited about it. It's, you know I, I'm I'm urging everybody to buy the van tickets. They're only thirty five dollars. Uh, I try to keep it reasonable. If you want, if now, if you want to see, if you just, you know, I can't go unless I have a seat. We did a scenario for you where you can buy a seat, so you can you can go out, go online, and get you a seat at your favorite table, wherever that was, mm-hmm. at the Patches of Oak Reunion this Sunday. This Sunday, and we yeah. kept the hours early too, Tina. It's from five to ten. For those of us who are now sixty years old and don't like to be out past nine. Mm-hmm. It's up for 5 to 10. 5 to 10, and it is on a Sunday evening, so it's going to be an early evening anyway, early night. Yeah. Early, so what all, what all are you going to have there? Oh, my gosh. It's going to be uh, okay. So doors will be 5 o'clock. We've got a little small free food buffet when we start early. DJ Rico Mack, the original DJ of Passions of Oak, will be playing from 5 to 6. And what he's going to be doing is he's going to be playing all of the songs from the era of 1987 to 1999, the, the big songs of Passion. Um, he's going to be doing that first hour. In the second hour, from 6 to 7, 7.30, a Toy Factory, a live band, is going to be playing. Toy Factory is a very popular band. And a lot of people don't remember that when I started Passion at the Vogue, we started with live bands and DJs. It wasn't just me. In the, in the very beginning of it, we used to feature a live band and DJs. And I like to think that, you know, I had a, a say-so a part in bringing the whole live band. Because, you know, nowadays, man, you very rarely go to any place anymore where they don't have live bands. It's like... 23 live bands playing all over Indianapolis now. Wow. So, of course you did, Gina. Yeah, we, of course brought, you did. we brought that back. Well, you know, live, 
Well, I don't take credit for live live in in, in, in Indy because they were you guys were a mecca before me with the Zodiac and the Night Flight and all those places. The Indy was a mecca for live entertainment back in the day. But back in the eighties, DJs started taking back over again, and so the whole disco thing happened. And then in eighty seven, I said, well, let's do the combination of the two. So we have Toy Factory then uh, from six thirty six to seven thirty. And then 7.30, DJ King, TLC's own DJ King will be jamming the music. Um, and then at 8 o'clock, we've combined two great events. Not only are we doing a Passion at the Boat reunion, we're also doing a reunion of the Studio 54 Move Over New York hair show with some of the original hair people. From oh, my goodness. The original hairs. Yeah. Yeah, the day before Thanksgiving used to be the, the, the if, if you thought passion was something, the day before Thanksgiving when people dressed and pressed um, um, the, and the hair salons uh, used to come out and, and full-blown hair war promotions. John Clayton, the original person from Studio 54 Hair Show, is back. Uh, Cookie's clipping from back in the day. Cookie! Uh, um, all, all of the, all of the, uh, um, Terry Baptiste. All of the stylists and Nicole Renee, all of the stylists and, and fashion people that are in Indy are, are, are being a part of the show for that part of the show. Then at the end of the night, we go back to music and we play current music with uh, DJ J. Up, the legend. So it's going to be a, a, for 35 bucks, you're going to get a quite a music. You're going to get a but buy the get the advance ticket. Don't don't wait till the last minute, which we love to do. Please buy an advance ticket. You can get them at the Vogue box office. Gina, you already know. You already know. Uh, I was going to ask where, where tickets going to be available at the box office. Now, is there a difference in price? They're still thirty five, yeah. or will they be higher at the box office? No, tickets are thirty five dollars if you go to the Vogue box office. Uh, Al's Modern Clothing Shoes at Castle. If you live north. Tickets are available there. You go to my website. There is a service charge if you go online to buy the tickets, just like what you do with, with, with Ticketmaster or anything. It's not a Ticketmaster event, though. But uh, there's a service charge if you go online. Mm-hmm. Buy directly at the box office at the Vogue. There's no service charge. Matter of fact, you know, it's, it's been one. I've, 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 I've taken it full circle. So what I've been doing is I've been doing, uh, uh, you know, like Grubhub, where you can, people deliver food to you with Grubhub. Well, I've been doing Geno Ticket Hub. Well, I've been going to people have been texting me saying, you know, I need tickets. And I've literally been driving to people's places of, of, to give them tickets. Matter of fact, I just I was at the YMCA today. I was at uh, Marathon Gas Station. And I was at Flatjack's Pancakes. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait, you mean to tell me that, that you are delivering tickets that I you sell? I promise you. I said to myself, I am not going to not let this thing I'm, you're not going to have an excuse for not going. Oh, my goodness. Gino's Ticket Grubhub. <laughs> Gino's Ticket. And now there's no uh, Grubhub service charge for there. Gino's Hub service no, charge no, for there. No service charge. You know, you know, no service. I should be charging my gas, though. So I didn't think about it. But, you know, it kind of brought me back to my Uber days, back when I was humbled, back mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So I, I'm, I'm back out on the streets, and I'm delivering tickets to whoever wants to buy them. And if you know me personally, now, now what I won't do. <laughs> <laughs> what you're not going to get me to do. <laughs> Now, what you're not gonna get me to do is a lady at Flapjack's Pancakes today. She um she wanted one ticket, so I was a little I was, my jaw was a little tight because I had to drive away time for one ticket. So I was so, um I'm gonna start doing rendezvous, I think. But um yeah, hey, I'm going back to the old school, Tina. I'm going you know one ticket one ticket at a, ch- at a time. You know, it's almost unheard of somebody buy one. Not um no, I mean you've been in it long enough, but don't people generally buy at least in twos? Oh no, you would be you would be shocked. Really? To, oh my gosh, you'd be shocked. We buy we sell a lot of singles. Some people say, skip it. I mean, I ain't mad at them. I'm like, I want to go. 
I'm not waiting for my friends to buy their ticket. I want to be there so they get their advance ticket. And, and you know, it's better okay. to buy advance because you know that you're guaranteed. Yeah, because what happens? What happens on Sunday when it's sold out? You're going you're gonna to look crazy. I mean, and you're going to miss history. I'm not doing another Passions of Oak reunion. I'm not. This is it. I will not do another one. This is it. I'm tired. You guys asked me for it. I, I'm, I'm not a hair show. I may do that again. But the Passions of Oak reunion, this is it. I promise you. No more. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 you're putting it down. That's it. No more. Period. Too much work. Too much work. My audience has got too old. Too much. You know. I mean. I, mean, I need to figure out something. I got. I want to recreate it for the young people, though. You know. You know. I want. I, I would love for the young people today to have something like. And, and my friend, uh, right, uh, uh, creative Carter Riley, he does a he does a monthly event in the Vogue. He does an uh, arm eighties nineties R and B party at the Vogue. That's really nice. He does that on the Sundays as well. But that's what I'd love to create because I think that. That that gave us, you know, parties like that where you had to dress up, you had to act a certain way. I don't. It just gave you a better uh, feeling and, and, and excitement about yourself. You know, it, it gave you a confidence. You know, it it made it, it was a classy event, and you had to you, know, you felt classy going to. And I think we're missing that today because everything has become so ratchet and so you know so rough and tough that now that we've forgotten how to have manners and dress up and look good. And I think it's coming back to that. But we need to go back to that. We really, and young people, especially even teenagers, we need more team dances where these kids can social have social interaction with each other on a social basis from different neighborhoods, so they know how to, to meet each other when when they actually have to come together and meet somebody from a different neighborhood than you. I don't know. I just I think the world would be better if there were more parties. Well, yeah, uh, of course, uh, <laughs> of course it would be. What well, so the the social media aspect of it, Gino, and and because that's that's the way you reach a lot of the younger generation. Have you, you know, have you? Yeah, oh at- yeah, I'm, 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 we, we, we blasted on social media, mm-hmm. event, and you know, we, oh, and I forgot to say, we've also added something that really has piqued a lot of young people's interest. It's the only thing that's really weird because it was the only thing that now young people are starting to talk about this coming Sunday, and that we're doing a fifteen hundred dollar uh, best dress contest, which I was shocked because I just thought young people didn't care about clothes anymore. But I guess apparently there's a resurgence of people dressing up in dressing up. Uh-huh. Um, and and I don't know where that's from, but Elon Furs and Al's Modern Clothing is donating a, a gift certificate, and we're doing a fifteen hundred dollar Mister Passion and Miss Passion contest. So you know, so Tina, get break out that old outfit and come on stage. We're gonna do it just like we used to do back in the day. We're gonna have people come on stage with their little outfit on, and, and somebody's gonna we're gonna pick winners for each of you. So, yeah, you know what? That that is a that it does a, it is a nice thing. You know, dressing up, something to look forward to, something to do, and something you know, like you say, you feel good when you're when you're dressed up to go out for the evening. It is it is a lot, and I I am not necessarily, th- I, I don't think that they would be opposed to that. The younger, gen- you know, it's, it, at least the opportunity could present itself to them for them to choose from. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. But I was, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get in. I'm in the, actually in the parking lot. I was thinking now that the, the accident finally cleared up. But um, what I was curious about is some of your listeners that went to Passion at the Vogue back in the day. Because, you know, we got so many cool stories about back in the day. Um, do you realize that this is something you did not know? Millie Vanilli performed at Passion at the Vogue. The, the, the Millie Vanilli, after the whole scandal happened, um, they did a press tour of clubs across the country to prove that Millie Vanilli could actually sing. And I had Millie Vanilli, and this is, I swear, I swear on everything, Millie Vanilli on April Fool's Day at Passion at the Vogue. Wow. That's what a lot of people forgot about. How did that go? 
Brett Favre, the quarterback, came to Passions of Oak, and sisters lost their mind. I, you would thought Denzel would walk in. What? I was friends of Eric Dickerson of the Colts. And, oh. and I used to have, that was the other thing about Passions of Oak, the celebrities. Babyface. Um, the, the, one of the greatest, one of my greatest stories about Passion Volk was one day this guy, they, they were this guy, this new guy back in, I forget what year it was, eighty something, and they said, "Hey, Gino, we, uh, the record company's here," and they used to come all record companies and, and NBA people used to come all the time to Passion, and they said, "We got this guy here, we want to introduce you to," and I'm like, and I was like, at, at that time, I didn't want people on stage because I didn't do that. I didn't really let people mm-hmm, on stage. Mm-hmm. I DJ. It was for the people. It wasn't about you promoting your whatever. It's like, no, this is just a party. This is a social event. So, but I said, okay, I'll do it. Guess who the person that they brought on stage was uh, <laughs> for me to meet it, for the crowd to meet? I have no idea. Brian McKnight. What? Brian McKnight. And the, and the crazy <sighs> thing about it, the only thing I can remember is that he had scuffed up shoes. And I was like, why is, you know, I mean, he's supposed to be a big, you know, why would they bring this guy with scuffed up shoes? Because it's dressed to impress. He scuffed up shoes on my stage. And, you know, Lord, but he was a really nice guy, and we became friends after that. And, you know, and you know, as of, as of now, you know, now he's Brian McKnight's a superstar. But Brian McKnight um, came on stage um, back in his, back when he first came out with his first album at Passion of the Vogue. CeCe Pittis has been to Passion of the Vogue. After Seven has been to Passion of the Vogue. Babyface has been to Passion of the Vogue. Mike Epps has been to Passion of the Vogue. I mean, I can I can name and name and name. And there were people that used to come in, and I they would say, Gino, did you hear such a look there? I never knew because I was on stage all the time. So I never knew who was on who used to come. But it was one of those kind of parties. Well, it's coming back this Sunday evening, Gino. And what's the website again? If you want to go, get your tickets early. Yep. Get your tickets early. Go to djgino.net, thevogue.net, uh, vogue.com. djgino.net, thevogue.com. Uh, for tickets, uh, tickets available at the Vogue box office as well as Al's Modern Clothing Shoes in Castleton um, for tickets. But please, 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 please buy the advanced ticket. You know, don't let me worry to the last minute that anybody. And, you know, it's the worst even having a party and no one shows up. You know, you ever, um, you ever worry you having a birthday party and no one shows up? You know, so I pray that you know you guys buy the advanced tickets and 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 let's 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 relive a, a piece of history. Let's have let's have some fun. All righty, I love that. All right, Gino, we'll be talking soon. Thank you so much, Tina. I really appreciate you. God bless you and your audience. (laughs) Thank you. All right. God bless you as well. We'll be back with more right after this. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Again, thanks to uh, uh, entertainment promoter extraordinaire Gino Shelton. Uh, He went the extra mile. He was supposed to be here earlier, got caught up in a traffic uh, jam, uh, and uh, did uh, did his interview from his car. Uh, on the phone. So we thank you for that extra effort, Gino, and um, good luck with Passion at the Vogue this Sunday. Um, our our next guest is IMPD. They are here with us the second Tuesday of every month, uh, and today is no exception. We have with us today uh, Lorenzo Lewis, uh, IMPD Northwest District Commander. Commander Lewis, welcome back. How are you? Uh, uh, good. Great. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, great to be back. Yeah, it is. It is. It is good to be back. To Always, you. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. So, um, what what's the uh, what's the latest? What's been? I I just got a push alert, like literally two seconds ago, uh, that uh, the department has released um, 
the video of the uh, the most recent officer involved. She, let me find it. Uh, we'll we'll get back to that because I gotta I gotta sh- uh, flush it out. So, but you you wanted to share with us first um, uh, the coffee with a cop uh, event coming with a cop and a detective. So, and coffee with a cop and detective uh, in your district on your district uh, day after tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's actually uh, yeah Thursday at uh, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, uh, the West uh, 10th and Girls School uh, McDonald's location. Um, yes, yeah, so it's coffee with a cop. Uh, basically, our detectives will be there. Uh, they're always at, at these events as well. Uh, I think that was just added as uh, uh, people have a lot of questions for our detectives and just wanted to make sure they knew our detectives attend these events as well. So the, the great thing about the Coffee with a Cop, it's an informal uh, opportunity for the community to engage with us, um, command staff on the district, and uh, the officers that patrol the beats and the detectives who investigate the cases. So uh, it's no formal format, but it's uh, I think that's the great thing about it, is that it's really for the community to come and engage and ask questions and just, just have a you know, uh, just have a conversation uh, mm-hmm. with us and get some things clarified or explained. Um, all while drinking a cup of coffee or whatever treats that are presented at that time. Yeah, it's going to be at a, a a McDonald's, right? An area McDonald's. Yeah, so we so we do this uh, periodically throughout <laughs> the year, and we rotate it to different business establishments that are interested in hosting the event. Um, but but this will be this particular day. We will be uh, at the McDonald's at Tenth and Girl School, uh, right right not too far from Ben Davis High School. Yeah. Oh, I know where that one is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We rotate it around the district. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've even had it at Traders Point. Um, I think the last one was at Traders Point. Yeah. So what what seems to be on when, when you do have these events? What what seems to come to you from the community as you're sitting down having a cup of coffee? Yeah, well, you know, and uh, uh, quite often, uh, 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 basically, I mean, it kind of it kind of shows that uh, that you know that we're a lot closer than we than we than we are apart in, in terms of relationships. That's what it that's what it demonstrates to me because we usually have a great uh, uh, show up of community people, and uh, but it also uh, gives people an opportunity to speak freely about, you know, because uh, we're naive. We're not naive to think that uh, people don't have issues with with things. And, and uh, so they, this gives uh, everyone an opportunity to, you know, speak, speak freely. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, but, but I think, but I think it also shows that, uh, you know, that, that we all want to work together for the, you know, for the greater good of the community. Well, uh, what I was talking about, uh, I just got another release um, and speaking what's on the minds of the community. And and I'm sure you've heard. I'm sure, you know, um, uh, but this uh, the number of officer involved uh, shootings within IMPD. Um, and it looks like from the um, uh, the map that I looked at, uh, there's been one in all six districts since January. Yeah. Um, yeah. One. In, and I was there two in your district. Is that correct? Two. Yeah. Two. Okay. Well, anyway, IMPD has uh, released footage of the officer shooting of an officer shooting a man after he refused to drop a gun. This was the domestic um, incident um, that uh, let's see, it was over. 
um, off of Warman Street. Uh, a woman, uh, a female and her children were being threatened. And uh, so anyway, the body cam and, and the, the video and all of that has been released. Um, the Bradford Lake Apartments off East Stop 10 Road. Um, and so body cam footage has been... Uh, a big part of the the transparency that that Chief Taylor has promised, uh, and so too has been uh, this page uh, uh, that is uh, that can be found on Indy.gov, um, where the department reports the activity right of the uh, the shootings, the officer involved shootings, and and in amazing demographic detail, um, the. Um, the chief has said when the details of these shootings become available for public release, um, they're going to be added to the page. And so, any, you know, anybody can look at it. I, I went through and, and and saw some things. Uh, the data uh, on the page, it says, represents incidents where IMPD officer operating in a law enforcement capacity uh, intentionally discharges a firearm at another person. All data is organized by the year of occurrence in the links below. And so um, in looking at the data, Commander, um, there, there's, there's been an unusual, uh, uh, yeah, an unusual number, an unusually high number um, compared to years past of officer-involved shootings. Um, I think, let me see, since January 15 uh, and 11 since August 3rd. Uh, th- how, how do you process that, and how does the community process that as they're, as we, as we are going forth toward? Um, better police community relations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, we're we were always concerned, you know, with one officer involved shooting, right? I mean, I, I it, rather the rate is up or down. Mm-hmm. We're always uh, concerned any time, you know, that 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 we have to use deadly force. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that any officer wakes up every day thinks. Um, uh, wanting to do that, but mm-hmm. we all know that it, it's possible, right? It, it, it it's either it, it's possible that um, that we may have to use uh, deadly mm-hmm. force, yeah. and uh, but it's not anything that an officer wants to do. Yeah. Uh, but but I but I also think it's indicative of the uh, uh, the the rate uh, that, that that society as a whole uh, is. Uh, McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Um, that we're witnessing um, across the board, the willingness to defy uh, authority mm-hmm. uh, or non-compliance with authority, and not only just the police, but also mean other authority figures. Mm-hmm. Things indicative of that. Um, uh, I also think that, uh, um, that, that there's, it's okay. Now everybody's carrying a gun, you know, at, I mean, 38 years ago when I came on, everybody didn't have a gun. Right. Man. And, and, and it was rare. 
uh, to see somebody with a gun. Uh, it was a big deal. But now it's, it's kind of like the exception if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then we have individuals who aren't mature enough uh, to carry a gun, who are carrying guns who shouldn't carry guns until on top of that. And, and they're willing to use it. They're willing to use the weapon. So I think you put that into the equation. Um, I think there's also talk of, uh, you know, having experts look at our tr- look at our uh, use of force policies and our training. Yeah, I, I heard about that. That always, there's yeah, which there's, I think it's always good to do anyway. Regardless, researchers are going to look yeah. into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we should all. I think I think that's indicative of a, you know, of a. Uh, of a great police department that you you should always review your policies and your training uh, to ensure that it, you know that it's appropriate with, mm-hmm. with times and and with uh, uh, what we have to face. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know because uh, deadly force is is always a last consideration yeah. for us. Uh, we we like to use all means of less lethal or mm-hmm. or even just try to get just basic compliance. Yeah, uh, for people that doesn't require any any physical force. So, um, but 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 I I would say I think I think uh, just a personal opinion from what I see I, I think officers use a great deal of restraint as best they can. Um, you know, there's all you know there's always a number of situations that we can learn from and and uh, and I think by reviewing our policies and our tactics. Uh, we always want to. We always we always look for a way to do something, do it better. You know, whether it's the use of technology, equipment, or just better training. Yeah. Well, you know, something that something that figures into the the shootings. That's it, you know, it's an eye opener. And when I looked at it, I looked twice, and then I looked a third time, and then I looked again, and I went over the numbers again because, like I said, the data that has been released is amazing uh, as far as the detail of the shootings. And and here's where here's where there could be uh, some issues, a little disturbing. Uh, but, you know, as we were saying, since January, 15 police shootings, 11 since August the 3rd, uh, 16 suspects were shot, right? Okay. Uh-huh. 15 of the 16 who were shot were black. Yeah. One was white. And yeah. eight were fatal. Now, the average age of the suspects, you know, when I added it up, 34.9. Uh, the gender of the suspects, 15 males, one female. Now, the officers involved in all of these shootings since January, a total of 26. Of the 26 officers involved, 21 are white. And of the 16 suspects shot, 15 of the 16 were black. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. How is that? How can we reconcile that and 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 to the community? Because this is a this is a very good question to ask. And again, I applaud IMPD for putting it out there. I mean, I'm not yeah. making these up. The, you know, yeah, uh, the the officers involved: 21 were white, two were Hispanic, and three were black. The average age of the officers involved in these shootings: 35 years of age. Average tenure on the force: um, 11 years. Um, the majority of the cases, uh, the charges are pending either, you know, one way or another. Um, so, and, and if it, again, if somebody wants to go to Indy.gov and look at these, you're, you're more than welcome because there's a few other, you know, demographics that uh, I didn't share. But my, my concern is that this, I, I, I don't know, how does this happen to be black White officers shooting the majority of the uh, white officers involved in the shooting. The majority of the officers are white, and uh, all but one of those shot are black, and they're all males. 
and you know, and I and uh, Tina, I wish I had the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have the answer for that, mm-hmm. but I think it's great that we're being transparent with. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just going over that with you. Yeah, I'm going over that with you because but, that is even, that's even out I there. At, but even I look at my non-fatal or non-fatal shootings mm-hmm. and uh, that don't involve the police, and you know, close to eighty percent involve black folks. On, shoot on black folks, black uh-huh. and black. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how do I explain, how do we explain that? You know, uh, that concerns me as well, you yeah. know, and... Uh, well, yeah, all of it is cause for concern. Yeah, that's cause for concern, too. Look at all of it. You know, yeah. you look at all of it. I, you know, I, uh, I think it's great with being transparent because we, we do need to look at that, you know, why, you know. But at the same time, I think we also need to look at, you know, you're talking what, uh, 1% of all, you know, uh, sh- shootings that involve black people, uh, African-Americans, uh, mm-hmm. like myself, uh, yeah. but, but the rest are, don't involve the police. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's still, and it's yeah. still disproportionately high. Yeah. You know, we, and we don't, well, we make up, uh, uh, what percent of, uh, Marion County, uh, 30, roughly 30%, 30%, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so, well, by the way, speaking of uh, the makeup of Marion County, what what percentage of uh, officers on the on the on the department are African American? Do they reflect the county as well? Uh, it, is that it, is it roughly thirty percent minority so, slash African? When you, go, when you go countywide, it's uh, it, it's it's not it's not thirty percent. I, I think it's around. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing, Tina. Yeah, uh, we probably had about two hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, black officers on the police department. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes uh, sense. That yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense. So, uh, county is a little better. Thank county's a little better. Uh, my good buddy Gino just came in here. Thank yeah, you. That's, Gino. My, that's your guy, Gino Commander Lewis. Uh, said hello. He's saluting you, sir. He is saluting yeah. you. Thank you. Um, but you know what? You made a you made a really really good point, and I think that with the points that I was making, plus the point you made about more people have guns now, uh, all of those things I'm sure are going to factor into that study uh, that has been called for uh, when you yeah. look at numbers that are skewed like like what we've just been talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just have to look at all of it. I think you also have to look at. Uh, politics, and 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 I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean you, you know politics shape public policy. So um, and it, you know it, uh, people, the people having their input in public policy. So I think you have to look at that as well. I think yeah. you have to look at all of it. I, I don't yeah. think you can just look at just the police. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at the police, certainly. You know, well, and and I was just be, hiring, yeah, because know? yeah, because you are the police. That's just why I was yeah. talking to you about that. And like I said, I was, uh, I was absolutely amazed at the 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 demographic graphic detail uh, that uh, the department is reporting to that uh, IndyGov page. Yeah. Um, it's it's really, um, I mean. It's an eye opener. Um, we have some yeah. callers that have a couple of questions for you. Um, Anonymous, go ahead. You have a question for the commander. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Oh yes, I got a question. Now I don't know exactly specifics or anything, but did they ever come out with the finding of that one officer that shot the guy? I think his last name Harold or something in the back that was running away that had a gun. Did they ever come out? What's going on with that situation? 
Yeah, I think that's still. You know what I'm about. Still, I think it's under yeah. investigation. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's still going through the. Uh, as it's showing as pending on the on the sheet that I looked at on the website. Yes. Well, normally, no. I, I have police officers in my family, and I'm, you know, I'm always with the police. I really am because thank God for prisons and police. Trust me. But I just don't understand, and it disturbs my spirit. How in the world? I know he, if he had a gun running away, but still. He's not running towards the officer. He wouldn't point anything to the officer. And, you know, some common sense, or I have to understand, what are they teaching you guys to, you know, to shoot somebody? What are they teaching? I understand you can't, you know, I mean, it's hard to aim for the legs or whatever. And then you're teaching, you're training for a direct hit. But what in the world are you teaching somebody that it's okay to shoot someone in the back when they are running away? That disturbs my spirit, man. I'm telling you, uh, normally I'm with the police officer and all this kind of stuff. But something like that, I mean, this, this is obvious. You know, and, and, uh, and you know what? No matter what the findings come out to be, man, oh, my God, it's still disturbing for something like that to happen, you know. And and then of course you know the other part is you know a lot of the mental mental um, people that are out there you know it's very concerning because I understand they got a lot of weight on the police officers. You want the police officers to be psychiatrists and protectors and all that. I understand, and and they got to really do something about that if they haven't doing it doing it already or done it already. But something has to be done about that. I mean because. You're talking about eliminating somebody's life when, and this is just me, but I try to use common sense and the spiritual side of me with the Lord, when I got all day to wait for you, quit tripping, man. You know what I'm saying? Because bottom line is, uh, let's not end your life. I got all day, and I'll t- we'll change shifts until you get tired or whatever, and what happened to stun guns and all that kind of stuff. But to, to sh- these mental folks, man, they, they, they're not there. And we're, 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 we're shooting them. And it's like, no, something has to change. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. No. You know, I, uh, in, uh, go ahead, um, Commander. I, I just had one question, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just say this because, you know, obviously all that's being reviewed by you know, administratively, criminally as well. And uh, and and eventually there will be a civilian review of all you know of all the factors involved in, in each every case, uh, which I think is mm-hmm. you know uh, the right way to go. Uh, you know, is to let the process work itself out. Uh, but I, let me just say this: that I rarely hear uh, mentioned when we talk about use of force, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there there are three major factors that we look at uh, and that we focus on in our training. Uh, when it comes to use of force, whether it's uh, less lethal, um, uh, if it's just a show of presence, which is considered force, but it's not physical, and, and deadly force. So there are three major factors we look at, and that's the severity of the crime, crime at issue, whether the suspect poses an immediate threat, mm-hmm. and whether the suspect was actively resisting or trying to evade arrest by flight. Those are three major factors that we look at. And uh, and then we also, obviously, we, we consider proportionality. Uh, you, you know, we, we look at that as well. That's important to consider. And, uh, you know, the totality of the circumstances we have to take into, take into account. 
And uh, and then one, another thing you have to keep in mind is that an officer is it, on these incidents, the uh, uh, you know things are just changing rapidly, and and an officer has to has a, has just seconds to process what the other person's intent are, especially if they're armed with a deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. You have fractions of a second um, to to make a determination of what their intentions are. Yeah. Do you think that that particular situation may have been complicated by the fact that he had a gun in his hand? And that that would be my question. So well, how well, I say this? Maybe I should. I don't want to say too much. No, I understand. But my question was, how would the office? How would you know if he just he was running away, but he had a gun in his hand? But what remember? But if you okay. remember, uh, he the, the officer ordered ordered the individual not to go back to the car. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He was the individual wasn't armed when uh, initially standing outside the car. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, so you're, you're talking about a police officer. You know, you have to look at all of it, right? You just can't look at one thing by itself. Yeah. And and so, what's that person's intentions? Yeah. You know, I, I have seconds to figure that out. If I've already told you, <laughs> don't go back to the car. And you know, and there's a reason we do that, right? Because there could be things inside the car that could harm. You know, you know, there could be a weapon in the car. So let's be truthful. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, so I think you have to look at that. Yeah, you have to consider that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not saying discount the fact that the guy was running. You know, I'm not saying right. discount it either. But I'm just simply saying you just can't look at one piece piece of the piece of it and uh, and make a determination of you know what should have happened because again, uh, you know, you and I we right now we're talking about it. At, at the safety of our desk, <laughs> you know, or where we're sitting. Right, yeah. We're, we're not out there in the heat of the moment. Yeah. No, we're not there in the heat of the moment. Um, our yeah. guest, if you're just joining us, is IMPD Northwest District Commander uh, Lorenzo Lewis. A uh, couple of folks have questions uh, regarding uh, just just community and IMPD. Uh, Commander Lewis uh, is here to share with us uh, an, an event coming up uh, day after tomorrow, um, uh, Coffee with the Cop and Detective, where I'm sure conversations just like this are, are a part of that, that gathering, are they not? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. okay. Uh, Ron, go ahead. How are you? What's your question? Tina and Commander Lewis, uh, wishing you both well. Um, when it comes to the police, we have to remember there are probably, what, it, from the numbers he just mentioned, mm-hmm. there's probably 80, maybe 90% white police officers. So in most cases, there are going to be white police officers, and unfortunately, when you run into a situation where whoever the criminal might have been or the suspect may have been, uh, all they have to do, in my mind, is comply. You comply, everything goes away. Once you put up some type of resistance and or force, whatever happens, happens. And you got to remember, police have guns. Um, I don't know if Commander Lewis uh, is familiar with this type of incident, but if a person is running away, Believe it or not, you can turn around and empty a gun in 10 seconds or less. Absolutely. It's hard to be out there doing what the police Mm -hmm. do. Thank you so much for what you do, officer. Uh, I just wished everything wasn't so just black and white that we could just take care and do better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a full believer in if you comply, it goes away. You don't don't have that. The other statistics that come after that. But once you refuse to comply, whatever happens, happens. And if everybody has a gun, somebody's going to get shot. 
Christina, wishing you all the best, like always. Officer, continue to do what you do, and thank you for what you do. Yeah. Um, thank you, Ron. And again, um, IMPD has released uh, the footage. Um, uh, another uh, thing uh, Chief Taylor promised to do, um, uh, this was um, body cam footage uh, from a shooting uh, in September. Uh, that killed 37-year-old Eric Taylor. Um, Commander, I do believe we have uh, Kim, uh, Eric Taylor's mother, on the line. Um, Kim, go ahead. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Yeah. How? Uh, what? What's your? What is it you wanted to share? How? I'm I, again. I'm sorry for the loss of your son. What is it you wanted to to talk to us about? Well, I actually did not catch um, mm -hmm. everything that you guys were talking about. Uh, I just came in on uh, uh, on everything, mm -hmm. but I would like to comment that I did go see the body cam. Oh, you did and see the footage. Okay. I did see the footage. It was supposed to have not been edited, and um, I didn't see oh. a gun. Now, and when you go to watch these videos, mm -hmm. the videos explain to you in the beginning mm -hmm. that the human eye is still better than the video. So what your human eye might see and the video is showing might be two different things. Mm -hmm. And what I saw was where they started the video and my son was on the driver's side of his car. Both doors was closed and it was two officers out there and they allowed my son to lean into the car. And yes, they were saying, put your hands up, drop the gun. But I feel that that, Right there, that comment that they make to every assailant or suspect or criminal, whatever they want to call them at the time, that's right there is to make sure that when something like this happens, that they are covered. So they can say, well, I told him to put his hands up. I told him to put his hands up. We're all through the video. They knew my son's name. They knew his name was Eric Taylor. Eric never had any contact with his children's mother. So, therefore, there was never a domestic situation. I don't know what they call it. It was a situation where she had commented about, shooting herself, and all I know is that my son went to go to make sure his children were okay. Now, on the video that I saw, I saw my son stick half his body into the driver's side window. These two officers are out here, and they're study hollering, hey, put your hands up, put your hands up, put the gun down, put your gun down. But they never once said, hey, Eric, Hey, let us talk to you. Let us find out what's going on. Let's let's de-escalate de this situation. There was no de-escalation mm -hmm. going on. All you ever heard, put the gun down. Put your hands up. I've never seen a gun. My son walked around the car, the, car, the front of the driver's side. He had his telephone in his left hand as he goes around the car yes he tell him y'all gonna do what you're gonna do anyway you're gonna you're gonna shoot me shoot me the other officer it, the, besides did you did you ma'am did you did you hear that on the uh i on, seen this on the video you, you heard him I'm say shoot the video you heard you heard your son say just shoot me 
this is after he come around the car. Okay. Did did you not see a gun then? Uh... About that time, ma'am, when he come around the car and he said that he had grabbed the car door to open mm-hmm. up the passenger side door, mm-hmm. and he told him, was shoot me. About that time, Eric went to go bend mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. and the third officer that pulled up on the scene that was there no longer than one minute, and you could hear in the video him saying, put the gun down, put mm-hmm. the gun down. It was the officers, the female officers on the driver's side of the car, of yeah. the police car. Yeah. The, it was a male officer on the passenger side of the police mm-hmm. car. And then the officer that did the shooting that pulled up, jumped out of his car, he wasn't there 60 seconds. He said, put the gun down twice and fired past the yeah. officer. That was already standing there. Now, if that officer would have took a, a, yeah. le- a, a step to the left, I believe he would have shot him. This officer, to me, as a mother, mm-hmm. and seeing my child, he was not a threat. When he opened that corridor, he took the phone from his left hand, put it in his right hand, and went to go bend down and got shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And that's where he fell. And that's where he laid. Yeah. Um, ma'am, I'm sorry about, again, about your, so this, my understanding is that the, the video has been released, uh, and the, uh, civilian-led use of force review board, um, is invest, you know, it's all under investigation, uh, yes. no doubt, okay, yeah, the, it's yes. under investigation, yeah, yes. and, uh, but can I say this, okay, and go then ahead. I'm done, okay, from the time my son got killed, no one has called me from IMPD, not the chaplain, not the detective. No one contacted me. Mm-hmm. No one. Up until the day they called me and asked me if I wanted to see the body cam. Mm-hmm. Since I've seen the body cam, no one has contacted me. No one has when did you, out when did you see me when did, anything. When did you see the body cam? When did you see the video? It's been uh, it's been two weeks. I've seen it. Uh, this is the second Tuesday since I've seen the body cam. Okay, and they just released it today. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And before that, no one contacted me. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one re- re- uh, called me and said, "Hey, Miss Taylor, we want to give you our condolences." No one has mm-hmm. said anything to me. No one has said anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, I'm I was, sorry. Yeah. I was told well, usually the yeah. chaplain to call you yeah. Yeah. and give you his condolences. I haven't even heard from the chaplain. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, again, I, I I can't even imagine. Uh, Commander Lewis, you were about to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say it, and uh, I'm you know uh, sorry about your loss. <sighs> you do have our condolences, uh, you know, me, myself, personally, and, and IMPD. Uh, again, you know, um, this is this is not the outcome we ever want to see. I mean, it's just not. No, and and it's not anything, and it's not anything. Any none of us want. None of no. us wake up thinking we're going to be involved in a uh, police action shooting. And uh, but we know that it can happen, right? right. And then the other thing is, uh, you know, let me say this: I want to commend the chief for being so transparent. Um, I would have to say this is probably the most transparent we've ever been in my in my time on the agency, which is over 38 years. 
and 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 no knock on previous administrations. Uh, you know, this has always been a work in progress to be transparent. Uh, but just one thing I want to say about body cams, you know, uh, police officers always wanted the body cams. And uh, now that we have the body cams, the one thing that uh, we've always, always were cautious of is that body cams will never show everything that we want to see, right? There's all, uh, all although it's good we have them, right? We see a lot more and hear a lot more than we would have. And uh, And then the other thing is, is that, when, when these body cam, when this body cam footage is shown to the public, the intent is to just add some context uh, to what happened, not to adjudicate the matter. You know, we can't. Mm-hmm. Adjudicate, I, yeah, I understand. You know, and no, it's just a lot of times. You know, people, and I'm not talking about you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you and your show. It, it's uh, you know, we get these convers- get in these conversations a lot, and I just want people to understand it's not it's not the intention of the body cam or any discussions we have about use of force mm-hmm. or these police action shootings to try to adjudicate it because there's just too many factors involved. It's very complicated. Uh, there's no, you know, black, just like you said, no black and white. Uh, every situation is slightly different. Uh, even in training, I mean, we could never, uh, we, we, we could never uh, practice every possible scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we never we ever, we never could, but we do the best we can. Uh, our training is, is our use of force training. Uh, we incorporate it in our firearms training and our physical tactics training as well. All that's incorporated uh, together, mm-hmm. and uh, and we try to replicate as many different types of scenarios as possible. But we could never replicate a live situation where somebody really has a weapon, Mm-mm. you know, that could hurt someone. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, you know, that's a little different. Yeah, indeed. Um, Henry, you have a question for the commander. Yes, Tina. Hi. <laughs> uh, great dialogue. Um, you know, it's a different world than where we came from. Uh, in my age bracket, in the uh, early years of school, we always had the police and the firemen come to our school, grade school, mm-hmm. and they would speak, and it would be interesting. Uh, I was an aspiring, uh, at one time being in the military, but aspiring to be a police officer. They recruited uh, some of our guys when we got discharged. I uh, could have been a CHIPS, uh, California Highway Patrolman. Mm-hmm. I came back to Indianapolis. Uh, I My dad uh, at the time was living in I decided I maybe wanted to join the IPD at the time, and I had taken a couple of tests, and I was getting ready to take the written test, uh, the uh, psychological exam. Mm-hmm. And my dad asked me, he said, mm, do you really want to maybe, you know, go into this field? Or, you know, you just came back from the war, you know. And, and I got to thinking about it. He never said not to do it, but then I made a choice not to. But I've had police officers that are friends. I've had one is Compton. Uh, I met him when I was in high school. He was on the uh, vice uh, squad and got killed. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always had a respect for the police officers because, they, I mean, who are we going to call? I mean, let's face it. I mean, if, if, if we have problems, and I really feel about this uh, this lady, Miss Taylor, I, I really feel bad about what happened to her son. Well, I mean, yeah, nobody feels good. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I can't even I, imagine. I know them. I don't, I don't know her from a can of paint. But no. the thing is, it's just the feeling of, of the humility 
that, and I wish that the police department had reached out and asked her, you know, called her and asked her how she was doing or something. I mean, it's it, it just in my mindset I would have done that, but I, I know they're busy and they have so much on their hand. I mean, you can hardly have a, a traffic cop out here anymore because all the crime is going on here. Mm. People are driving crazy down 421 and all the different uh, thoroughfares. And, and it's, it's uh, the police are, uh, we watch, my wife and I enjoy in the evenings of watching OP live. And there are police departments from across the country, and they're dealing with mental illness and all this other. It's so it's so stressful, and it, and it, and it's so a shame. But one thing I did want to say is that when you respect the police officer, I had an incident real quick, and I'm not going to take up the time because I know somebody might want to say. But I did have an incident once when I had a particular automobile, and I was driving a javelin a red javelin, a police officer pulled me over on the east side, and he he uh, asked me for my license plate, my I mean my license and my registration as, as usual routine. And he uh, actually uh, said we were looking for a red charger. Now, I could have been a little bit belligerent, and I could have said, look, don't you understand that I'm driving a javelin? <laughs> you know, I could have gone that way. But in my in my experience, this man is the authority over the city. They take that badge on to, if they have families, they have children, you know, just like us. And, and, and they've got to be, and right now they're dodging a lot of stuff. I mean, they're shooting at the policemen right now, literally across the country. They're taking, they're, they're almost like, uh, uh, Targets sometimes, and so I feel both on both sides. I feel that that there should be fair. I'm glad that, of the body cameras. I'm glad of all this because this is all helping the the, uh, the cameras that are out here, so they can see, uh, you know, put together a film and everything to try to solve these crimes. But uh, I learned respect. Uh, the police officer gave me my license back. He checked me out. I was clear. He gave me my license back, and I said, thank you, sir, and he told me to go ahead on. Mm. And that was, that was case closed, right? Yeah. So, so I'm saying, are you trying to commit suicide when you ask someone to shoot me? Are you, asking the, are you literally asking the cop to shoot you? I mean, it's like, I mean I, I, the way of words, sometimes these, these uh, perpetrators, they act like they're trying to commit suicide. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I, you know, these these police officers, they're nervous, I imagine. I don't know. I guess the commander, he said he, I think I understood, he said he was 38 years on the yeah. force. It's a long time. Long time. That's yeah, all I have to say on that. All right. Thank you, Henry. Appreciate it. Uh, commander, you want to weigh in on any of that, what he, what he said? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think I mentioned it is that, I mean, we're just in different times uh, where there is just a lack of uh, uh, compliance to authority, uh, more so than what we saw 30, 38 years ago. And uh, and that's across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, the schools have the same problem. Um, employers experience the same problem. And uh, so... You know, I guess I have to ask, you know, why would it be any different for the police? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. you know. Uh, so uh, I think it's a societal uh, uh, issue that we all have to look at, and uh, um, it, it's uh, if someone's trying to have peace in their home and they can't get uh, uh, their home, get the order back in their home, they call the police. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, if, if you've got issues in your neighborhood and, and things are out of order, you call the police, you know. So uh, so if people just people just don't have even talk about communities. People just don't have the uh, respect for the elderly anymore mm-hmm. in, in the community. They, they, like, they play the music any kind of way they want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drive them down the street any kind they want to. Just total disrespect for the elderly and kids. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, for your fellow fellow person, and I've mentioned this a lot on the show, to where I've I've tried to go in, you know, like if I purchase gas or wanted to buy something inside a uh, a convenience store after I got my gas, and somebody you know pulls up, their uh, music is just thumping to the point where you know obviously your body is vibrating, but you can't mm-hmm. communicate with the clerk because right. it's so loud that you're screaming, and yet so that one person is you know, exerting their will all over the whole, that whole community. And yet, and still, if anybody dares ask, can you, would you mind, you know, turning that down so that I can hear, you know, so that I can talk to the clerk or whatever, uh, that, that just wouldn't go. You might get, you you might get shot or, but then, and and conversely, and I I don't want to, you know, if if someone was that person's rights were being violated to the point where they could not conduct business as they should be able to, how would that person feel? I just don't think that there's there's this forward and backward thinking sometimes with certain people that that do things that they just you just don't think about. And, you know, they have to scream at the top of your lungs to, to do a business transaction in a convenience store is is annoying. But then the fact that you you know, that you can't respectfully go up and ask someone, hey, you know, I. I remember a time when you used to, hey, excuse me, can you scoot over? Or, you know, oh, do yeah. you mind? Oh, yeah, 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 no problem. You can't oh, yeah, do that. You can't do that. Especially um, if you're an older person. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, older person. Yeah, indeed. Uh, final question, and then we got to let you go. Uh, you've already stayed over your time, and I appreciate it. Uh, Sharon, go ahead. Final question for the uh, commander. Good afternoon, Tina. Uh, I was calling because I was had a question about my nephew who was killed at the uh, Burger King on uh, 21st and Shaylin. The first point I want to make, I have no... When, when was this? Yet. When was when mm-hmm. was that? When was that? Uh, he was killed on October the 6th in the uh, Burger King on Shaylin. Okay. In the first place, I have, I have a lot of... I respect the police department. I have a nephew who's a police, and I also have a elder who's a police in my church. But what I, we want to know, we just want to know what happened. We haven't heard from IMPD or anybody mm-hmm. since this happened. He was killed inside a, a Burger King, mm-hmm. and uh, they were telling us that he shot the police, and the police shot him back. And Oh, that's I, the one where he was accused of right, grabbing the right. officer's so all weapon? all we want to know is what happened, because nobody's talking to us. Has Nobody the, has called my sister-in-law. Nobody's uh, called any of our family. Someone... Uh, and we we talked to a lot of the people in Burger King. We're getting a different story. Well, has the uh, has the has the video? Uh, Never. It hasn't come out. Okay. Well, it, do you? No, or have you? Like, 
Okay. Man, I'm sorry, Kenya. No, it's, go ahead. It's like, it's like uh, all we want to know is what happened inside of there. And, yeah. and, and um, you know, when they try, they don't hardly talk about it on the news. When it comes on the news, they say, well, he shot the police officer. That's all we hear. And then um, the same police officer has been harassing him. It took his dog from him. He was mentally ill. He woke him up out of his mm -hmm. sleep. He chased him out in the street in front of cars. We got the video where he chased him in front of car. But we haven't showed it to anybody, released it to anybody. But some of the people in the area have recorded all of this to us because he got he was trespassing, okay. so he ran in Burger King trying to get away. So all we want to know, we want to see what happened. We know that the police deal with a lot of mentally ill people these days because he was yeah, he okay. had mental issues. But we want to know what happened. And, and so, it's like my sister-in-law okay. been at the hospital for an hour and a half before somebody came out and told her that he was deceased mm -hmm. and his body was at, already at the coroner's office. So. We just want to know what happened. We want to see the video. Okay. Because we're getting conflicting stories from the people inside of Burger King who work there. Yeah. And from, you know, and about this officer, they said the homeless people, we talked to a lot of homeless people. Mm -hmm. And they said that they're uh, incoming call. This officer was known to harass the homeless people. Yeah. Well, but you want, but basically, so what we just want to know. You want to know what happened? Okay. Okay. Um, the process, uh, Commander Lewis. Uh, the process that she's talking about. I, I do know uh, Deputy Chief Adams and the homicide uh, unit have been working very hard to improve communication uh, with families on in these matters because it's very it's very understandable that you want you want to know something and uh, obviously you know I know you don't expect to hear you know be told everything but but you do want you know maybe some context to what happened mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think they're working hard to improve those communications um, I think all she has to do is reach out uh, to the detective uh, or deputy chief Adams's office and and they will assist her yeah so just basically call them directly uh yes yeah, just call the off the homicide office and 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 they will uh I don't and and I now will tell you this they're not going to talk to everybody in the family you know they're probably only going to talk to uh you know the mom or, or or that you know that person McDonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. That one family member. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she said this is her nephew, so yeah, you're right. She'll have to get her, probably maybe get her information from a uh, more immediate family member, perhaps? Yeah, yeah probably if his mom is, you know, mm -hmm. is the one that's mm -hmm. uh, involved, uh, then, uh, yeah, she would have to get her information from the mom. Because, for example, if, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, they're not going to talk to the uncles and all that, and um, when they're already talking to the mom or the dad or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah the husband or the wife, yeah. Uh, Commander 
Coffee with a Cop and Detective. These are the conversations, uh, very similar, if not identical, I would suspect, that that are had at these events. And yet uh, the events continue. Um, and if, you know, if people want to to continue the conversation, uh, it's coming up day after tomorrow, November 16th, that Thursday, um, Coffee with the Cop and Detective. Now, how many, how many police officers are expected to be there? Oh, uh, a whole bunch. <laughs> okay, that that tells me <laughs> there's a whole bunch. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It'll be a number of us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd expect to be ten or twelve of us at least. You know, mm. so yeah, I'll be there. Okay, seven two three six West Tenth Street, the McDonald's there, uh, ten a.m. And is there any registration or anything required, or you just show up? Not at all. Just show up. Very mm-hmm. informal. All right, uh, Lorenzo Lewis, IMPD Northwest District Commander. Commander Lewis, thank you for sitting in and spending some time with us. Like I said, you spent a lot more time with us than we ask, and we certainly do appreciate that. So, uh, we'll be talking with you soon. Thank you for the opportunity, and have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. And we'll be back with the final thoughts on Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with uh, Community Connection. Had several calls that we simply could not get to. Uh, We had IMPD for 30. They stayed for 50. Uh, So, uh, you know, we did the best that we could do. Um, Perhaps we can we can get to some more of those calls when we have an open lines uh, show coming up. Uh, Thank you to Gino. Thank you to David Gray. Thank you to uh, Commander Lorenzo Lewis. We'll be back. We will be back tomorrow uh, among our guests, um, City County Council. Majority Leader Maggie Lewis uh, will be uh, joining us tomorrow, as well as our contributing analyst, James Patterson. So uh, that is all the time we have for right now. We're always Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. As always, please be safe and be well. I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.